your daily Lex. A couple years ago, I decided to audition for a local improv theater, improv group, improv troupe. I don't know. There's no great word that I love, but an improv thing um, called Death by Improv in Central Jersey. And uh, started, you can't really call it rehearsing with them because you don't rehearse improv per se, you, you practice it. Um, thing is, you're making it up as you go along, so you can't rehearse it. Uh, but memorized all our lines, just kidding. But so I, uh, but yeah, I um, started doing improv with them. And then there was this whole uh, global pandemic which slowed down our ability to do shows. We did some on uh, Zoom, um, which was okay, but not great. Uh, and eventually, um, you know, at some point, that theater will start doing shows again. Uh, but I hadn't done one with them really in a, a significant way for a while. And I was missing improv. So a few months ago, when I saw another local improv thing was holding auditions, a thing called comedy sports, I decided to audition for that too. Each time, I get, I get, I don't get that nervous for auditions in general. Like, I do what I do and you'll cast me or you won't. Not that I audition for so many things. I am in a musical right now, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but so... I decided I'm going to audition for these improv things. You can't really rehearse for an improv audition, right? You can't. You can try to warm up your mind. You can try to get in the zone, but uh, it depends. I think that improv. Anybody can get better at improv, right? People can can get, improve on that skill, but um, and I think that a, a really good improviser can do work even if they're working with a less good improviser. And so, a fun thing with improv auditions is you're going to be working with all levels of talent. So how can you stay in the scene, stay committed, do the right thing, build a world, whatever, uh, while also um, maybe working with people who aren't as good at improv. So anyway, I got in. So I'm now a member of Comedy Sports Jersey Shore Edition. Uh, Comedy Sports is actually international. Uh, There's a bunch of comedy sports theaters all over the place, and they do a family-friendly improv show uh, where they do short-form improv games. And it's right up my alley. I really enjoy doing it. I've done a variety of, uh, um, I've done I've done months now of, of workshops with them, and I'll start performing actually on stage next month. I've done some kind of behind the scenes performance already, where I'm the voice uh, during a, a match. They don't call them shows in comedy sports; it's competition, a competition between two teams. Anyway, I bring all this up because I love improv, and when I'm not doing improv, and I went many years, frankly, not doing it, I can forget how much I love it. But it really uh, hits something in me that matters and I, I don't know how to say it in a way that doesn't sound a little bit frou-frou or cliche or trite or something else but uh, man I absolutely love doing improv I love watching good improv I don't can't say I love watching bad improv that is less fun but I genuinely love even just the the, the I was gonna say rehearsal again but even the, the workshop aspect right the working on it when you're not performing for an audience I love that muscle and that vibe and feel where you literally don't know what's gonna happen at any show um, I had a, a lifelong career dream that I wanted to write for SNL. Like that was a big goal for me. And a lot of SNL writers and performers come from improv shops. Uh, Groundlings and uh, Second City, uh, UCB. Uh, Those are all breeding grounds for folks who end up on SNL. And um, I went through much of the Groundlings Theater in LA where you take classes and you repeat classes sometimes because they tell you to uh, and then you eventually pass the class you get to the next one and the next one and the next one and it's stressful and expensive and, and competitive I would even say uh, 
And finally, you know, I got to the last level where they're like, okay, you can, uh, you've made it to the writing class, but there's a year long waiting list to take the writing class. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll wait a year. And we lived in LA, so fine. A year later, I, I call up the Groundling School. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Can I please take the writing class? I'm like, yeah, still a waiting list because we only have like one or two teachers who we have teach that class. So it's probably gonna be another year. Meanwhile, Lauren and I decided to, decided to start a family uh, um, and decided to move to New Jersey and moved to New Jersey. And literally the day after we got to Jersey, the Groundlings Theater called me and was like, okay, there's a slot for you now <laughs> to uh, come take the writing lab class. And uh, we didn't have any money at the time. And Lauren was pregnant with uh, Ani. And there was a lot of debate in my head and, and with Lauren. And Lauren was supportive of my saying, oh, I'm going to go back to LA and sublet an apartment for you know a few months while I take that class. But it just, it didn't make sense to me to abandon my very pregnant wife. Uh, and spend money we didn't have to do that. And I don't regret the decisions that I have made because I really like my family. My career has gone in great directions and it's been good. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy with all those things. But I, the, I guess if I regret anything, it's that I didn't find another creative outlet when we came to New Jersey for a long time. Uh, so anyway, I'm doing a lot of improv now. Um, I look forward to the workshops each week. And like I said, I start performing next month. Uh, and so that's good. And, um, that's my story for the day. <laughs> so happy Thursday. Uh, the Supreme Court is terrible and should be ashamed of itself. Goodbye. Lex.